Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, just filling up the toter and then headed back home. All right, you want to give us? You want me to give you a few minutes then, or? Uh, is it easier for you? Yeah, I mean, whatever works for you. It don't matter to me. Okay, I'll call you as soon as I get home. All right, It'll be about twenty minutes. Good luck spending that four hundred dollars on on that toter fuel. Yeah, that ain't no shit. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, we hear from Stu Snyder to feature this program and where we've been. Let's go. The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lock one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David is quick. Wow, it's been a long time since I've done this. I almost forgot how to do the intro on this thing. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. Uh, doing things a little bit different. We had a qu- quite bit of a break here in the past over the winter time. Didn't really know what we wanted to do with the show. Uh, obviously, as you can see, we have a new co-host with us. Uh, let me introduce everybody to Josh Harris. Josh, uh, just tell everybody about yourself. Uh, Josh Harris, um, longtime person in racing, for sure. Designed race cars for probably over 1,000 race cars nationwide. Wrapped designed cars ever since probably i was 18 years old so been a long time so you design race cars but do you go to races you know i used to go to <laughs> a lot of races back in the day until i got married have kids um i mean i didn't miss a knoxville nationals until basically kids came along but yeah <laughs> so you you don't you don't go to as many races as you used to but you still consume a bunch of races thanks to these streaming services such as dirt vision and flow racing you know, Dirt Vision, Flow, all that stuff is great because I have horrible allergies, which sucks for a guy that goes out to the races. and Especially a dirt track. No joke. And so I can sit down here in my, my man cave, as you can see, and, I mean, I, I have three different races going on at once. It's great. Yeah, the, the streaming services are awesome. So, anyways, um, obviously, I don't get to go to as many races as I used to anymore, but uh, things are about to change. Uh, race season is definitely picking up here in Nebraska. Uh, joining the program today is going to be uh, – Kind of our go-to guy, uh, Stu Snyder, but when you're one of the hottest drivers in Nebraska, might as well get him on when he's hot. You know, he's always been a guy to watch. He he is dominant no matter where he goes. It's just amazing to see his transformation from when he started to now. It's amazing. So normally at this time of the show, Brad has a, Brad had a <laughs> list of stuff for us to talk about. Josh, you got a list or anything you want to talk about? Cause, uh, no. Well, I, I didn't go to the races this past weekend, but uh, I did go to Eagle the two weeks ago, and it was a great night of racing out there. So here's a good question. So has Eagle in your eyes changed? Do they change each year or is it just something that slowly Rogers finds something that, Hey, I don't want to fix this type thing. Or is it each year he tries to find something new at the track? I think, I, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to tell. I mean, obviously there's some improvements made to the track almost every year, whether or not it's spectator side, race car driver side, or just facility facility wise, there's changes. Um, I don't know if I noticed anything yet this year, um, but like I said, I've only been out there once. It seems like he always brings really cool things to it, you know, like the the buses. The there there to, is a bunch of school buses parked out back, but, I mean, they might be the short bus to get the, uh, <laughs> the special ed kids out there. You know, but that's that's what's amazing. That's what you need in a promoter is to be aggressive like that, try different things. Because, you know, if you don't 
are you going to survive? <laughs> you know, yeah. something I did watch, obviously, through Dirt Vision is she said Sunday night. Um, Cole Vanderheiden, you know, f- local guy. He he made I the feel, jump. He made the jump this year from uh, micros going to, going to a huge three hundred five schedule this year. I feel like he went from cage carts to three to micros to sprints. Like literally, that's two to three year difference between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a huge jump. You always think of typically you got to work your way up. Two years here, three years here, jump up, and he. He looked just as aggressive at Houston as anybody else that raced. Yeah, he definitely there. looked really good at Eagle the night the night I saw him out there. Um, he started up front in, in the feature race, but I mean, you can tell that he doesn't have the experience for the laps yet. And guys like Stu was out there and Adam, they definitely showed the rookie a thing or two out there. You know, but how much is 305s always here is momentum? And for a rookie, you think that's going to be a lot harder. That's almost a learning curve as opposed to a micro where. If you're fast, you're fast. Regardless, they don't. Momentum isn't a big key. No, I don't think momentum is such a big deal in, in the micros, as since the cars are so small and they have so much power. Right. Um, with like a 305, the cars are still they still weigh the same as a 410 and a 360, but they have half the power. You know, but then you think of him coming up from cage carts. If I don't cage, know a thing or two, I don't know carts, anything about cage carts other than they look like they hurt like hell. <laughs> you, when I've went to a couple races of those, just from uh, customers of mine, it. It is amazing. It's almost like watching, if you want to quote NASCAR, like Martinsville. It's you're at, whoever gets to the bottom first is going to be the leader coming out. I of think that's a lot whatever of car, a lot of kart racing in general is you know get to the right. bottom first and yeah. And but I mean it. But be, I think you learn as a kid how to be aggressive, push to get down there, type thing. Yeah, but definitely, yeah. and that's one of the one of the big things about with these feeder programs, such as the cage carts and the micros. It's it's getting the kids. The experience, um, learning learning how to drive the race car, and, and Cole's done a hell of a job coming out coming out of that micro thing. And Definitely, like I said, he races three nights a week now. Yeah. Uh, Cropper County on Friday nights, Eagle Saturday nights, and Houston's on Sunday. And I think they just released a thing saying they're going to race seven nights in ten days or something like that. Yeah, two nights at Houston's, two nights at US Thirty, I think it is, and then it's it's just nuts. I mean, he told me a schedule at the beginning of the year when I was doing his car, and I'm like, I haven't seen a schedule like that since like. Billy Alley when he came out, it was, I just blew me away. Yeah, definitely. And it, like I said, it's, it's a very ambitious schedule. And I mean, he's going he's to get his laps in. He's going to learn real quick this year and get, get, get the seat time he needed needs. And hopefully next year, he'll be a contender for sure. Well, and he's such a laid back kid. So he's not going to ruffle any feathers and he's just going to learn. And I think that's what Mark's big thing. He kept telling me was Cole just needs laps. I could care less what he does. I want him to do well, but he just needs laps. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like I said, it's been a while since we've done one of these shows. Uh, I did when I did go out to Eagle, man. I heard so many comments like, "When are you bring Quick Time back? When are you bring it back?" And we had an idea that we were going to jump on it last week, and obviously things didn't turn out the way turn out. Schedules didn't align or whatnot. But I, I don't know what we want to do with the show moving forward. If we want to do it weekly, twice a week, or not twice a week, every other week, once a month. I don't know. That's something we're going to have to iron out here. Um, I know Josh has a lot of irons in the fire and, you know, not as kid, much as I used to, that's two kids, sure. you're going to in summertime, you're going to be pretty busy. So, you know, when you approached me was about a year ago, when you first started quick time, you're like, Hey, you want to try doing this? And I'm like, with all my kids activities, I don't even know what night of the week I would even have enough time to do it. And then I had been thinking about doing podcasting and stuff like that and went on your guys' show, you know, loved it. That was a blast, you know, and it just, and you approached me in the break room. You're like, Hey, you want to try it this, you know, this week. And I'm like, 
all right, let's do it. And my wife just was like, go for it, you know, try it out. See if you like it. So, so you mentioned you want to do podcasting. What, what kind of podcasting would you want to do? <laughs> What's hard for me. And like, I was talking to my wife about it and it's like, I do too, too many different things. So it's like, I could sit and talk to you about the graphics stuff I do. I could talk to you about racing a little bit. I could talk to you about, you know, different sports that I, I follow. Fantasy sports nerd <laughs> over here. Fantasy sports nerd. I mean, we should even, you know, good thing on the podcast, maybe start a group on that fantasy dirt and see if they could, you know, work with us on something, you know, cause you always have those groups. That, I, I know the, the boys over at uh, the front stretch have the NASCAR fantasy stuff they got going on. Yeah. I don't know. They got big time sponsors and they give away prizes. I mean, I'm just a schmo here with the, you know, the fancy recorder. Yeah, you know, I did a. Fa- what's funny is one of my neighbors. He invited me into his NASCAR league, and I really didn't really watch NASCAR at all. And he's like, "Oh, you'll get it." You know, second year I get in, and I win it. I blow him away, and he's like, "I thought you didn't like NASCAR. It's not that I don't like you it. You picked all the dirt guys, right?" Well, not <laughs> that. It's like I, I literally followed along with what a guy picked, and I picked them every week. And he goes, "Well, that's not right." And I go, "Well, he never said I couldn't do that." So it yeah, he, worked he out. To just good. took advantage of the rules a little bit. Yeah. So then when I invite other people to come in this group, they do the same thing I do. So we all kind of even each other out. But yeah. So here's a question though. So Knoxville, how many times a week do you think or a year you're going to go there this year? I, that I don't know. I like to get out there maybe a handful of times. It's been forever since I've been out there. Um, but is there any... But if, so, you see, if you've seen gas prices lately, I, I don't know if I'm going to be going out there that much because uh, you go out there and as a photographer out there, you don't go make money out there. So how much is Knoxville more of just a fandom thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know your photos are amazing when they come from there, but how much is it like if you had a choice between Eagle and Knoxville? Eagle's definitely more exciting. Really? That's, that's for sure. Knoxville is is fun because it's it's Knoxville. The racing, for the most part, is pretty freaking boring. The, the track's so big, they get spread out. I mean, you're good for a couple laps, and you, you want cautions out there to make things exciting. But once they get spread out, it's just kind of, I wouldn't say follow the leader, but that's what you're doing. I mean, you're so spread out, you're just. See, to me, Knoxville is the history of it. You yeah, know, and that's, I mean, that's what that I like track. about Knoxville is it's, it's the history. It's, it's Knoxville. It's a blast to go to. I love going out there and seeing all my friends out there. And that's what I love about nationals. I could care less about the racing for nationals. Right. Just going up there and seeing everybody. Yeah, and seeing everything that's going on. I mean, it's just like a big circus of everything. That was as bar numb why I always went to nationals is it was literally my summer vacation in a week. And that was all we did. Is me and Nate went up and it was you have to be around your parents, it's just me and my brother, do whatever you want. And it was like, okay, sweet. Yeah, they didn't have cell phones with cameras back then, so you could get away with a lot of stuff back oh, in those days. Yeah, but you can also not know that a campground's not open, so you show up, park, and uh, get set realize up and there's gotta... no lights anywhere, and you wake up in the morning, you're like, no one's here. They're like, oh, because it's closed down last year. <laughs> oh. Well, a sign would have been nice. Yeah. No Speaking of signs, I know we're going to get a good sign. Harris decals, check them out. I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's take a break. Uh, let's come back and we'll get Stu on the phone and uh, talk about his his dominance here in Nebraska late. And we'll we'll talk about a little history with him as well. There you go. Hung over his hill. When you hung over his hill. Fill up my cup with some whiskey and ice. I finished that and I chug a bush light. Don't give a fuck about liquor for beer. So I guess I'm in the clear. 
Leaving my phone at the trailer tonight Anyone else wanna go for a bite? When I say bite, buddy, I mean a drink Meaning we gon' take shots till we puke in the sink And we're dancing with everyone having a ball Doesn't surprise me, I'm handsome and tall Spin them around and I catch when they fall Got a couple more songs and I'm back in the stall If you knock on the door, then you're gonna get hit For all that you know, man, I'm taking the shit Give me a minute, stop throwing the fit If we're coming in tired, we're going out lit Then it's rage, second wind, please engage Someone please show me the stage Find me a mic, I got something to say Tired the band, but they're done for the day Better fire me up, I got something to play in the sound I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging So rage is what I'm gonna do Do me a favor and buy me a shot I toss you a 20, that's all that I got Not all I got, but it's part of my plot When you're playing the music, you don't buy a lot Like a slot machine, I only pay when I wanna It's not gonna stop you from playing, you're gonna So give me your dollars and nickels and quarters And I'ma keep playing, you're paying the supporters And I'ma go crazy, my pupils are hazy I'm drinking Jack Daniels, goddamn it, it's tasty My boots are Luke Casey, I'm looking like Swayze And I got a girl who look good in some days And I'm feeling lady, I just feel like raging I'm stuck in a cage, I bust open the case I've been slow in the race, but I still have the crown Thank you Wisconsin for holding me down in the zone Third wind, take me home Is the place where we go after bar Tell them no, it's not far, tell them no to the car If you follow me, I'll get you there in the day In the 3 a.m. club is where legends are made in its own I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging So rage is what I'm gonna do around and I look in the fridge I'm looking for something like leftover ribs I've been there three days but they smelling okay shit either way been a hell of a day All right, guys, joining us right now is the one of the hottest drivers in the state of Nebraska. He's kind of our go-to guy um, when it comes to this show because, you know, he's always winning. He's always up in the front of the field, uh, and he's a great friend, uh, no doubt about it. Great guy. Stu Snyder's running the program. Just, Stu, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Just got back from filling up the toter and the generator for our road trip tomorrow to Denison, and then I think we're back home local Saturday night at Eagle Raceway. Uh, Dennison's been good to you so far this year. You picked up one feature win, and I, I believe it's, you've only raced there once this year. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we've only ran there once, but it was it was good to us. I don't know, the last couple of years, really. It was really good to us last year, but um, I don't know what happened. I used to hate the place, and then they uh, they made it a little shorter, and it's a you know good group of guys we all race against, and hell, some local guys go up there and run with us, too. It's just, uh, just a track that we seem to seem to hit on and i do really well that that the you know maybe the bigger tracks where you got to think a little bit more um you know i guess you're you're always thinking but we just uh we just seem to hit something there there that, that works really well with everything we've got going you mentioned that you hated that place in the past there was a photo going around earlier this year of, uh, <laughs> of when you got big rigged out there uh one of the yeah. scary, one, one of your mo most scariest nights out at, out at a racetrack i mean you've yeah, had quite a few sure. of them 
Yeah, that would normally, you know, when I crash, I, I go big. Normally, they're not little crashes at all. And and uh, that night, we, you know, we got a got a really good heat race, got a really good starting position in the feature. First lap, uh, climbed over the back of Josh Rearns' right rear and center into the sky. And, I mean, some really good photos of it, but uh, it definitely – I mean, I think we saved the power steering pump and the fuel pump, everything else in that car and the seat and everything was junk. Yeah, I know. I know when that photo came around, I think it was uh, high school that posted it. Then I posted photos of the actual incident and you got on me. You're like, dude, I didn't want to relive it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like reliving that one. That one was uh, definitely a huge hit to all of our equipment and Eldon's equipment and hell of a huge hit to the pocketbook for sure. And, and my head, I, I flew out to Charlotte the next day um because it was my birthday weekend so i flew to charlotte and ended up in the emergency room for a day and a half yeah that's a good trip i mean i hear they got good hospitals up there so if you're going to be in a hospital up there yeah they do i mean if if you're going to go to yeah if you're going to go to a hospital you might as well go to that one because they've got all the you know the high-tech high-tech nascar doctors and everything else and they treated me good but uh i mean yeah we're, we're still doing her we're still winning i'll i'll do her till Cruz gets old enough and maybe he wants to race or I don't know. I guess if I quit winning, we might we might uh, think about it a little more. Well, you didn't quit winning as you picked up the feature win at Eagle on Saturday night. Uh, started what, sixteenth, something like that, fourteenth? Uh, started tenth. Started tenth. Uh, I'm, giving, I'm giving you more spots, so I'm making it more. <laughs> you give me, yeah, you give me more credit. You give me more credit, which which is nice. I think that, I appreciate that. But no, we we started tenth. Well, we started you know eighth in our heat race and got up through there, got to the invert spot, and pretty much just rode that deal out. Because, I mean, it don't really matter if you win it as long as you make that invert. I already knew I was going to start 10th or 12th because I guess we're we're in the top three or top four for point average. So, you know, high point guys start the tail. And, um, I got I don't know. I, I got to the lead there, and I, I thought we were halfway through, and it started to take rubber about halfway through pretty hard. And Then I seen the flagman hold up the, the cross flags, and I said, oh, shit, I better – I better uh, stop trying to abuse the shit out of these tires. I'm, I'm leading. I just need to kind of pace myself and and try and keep these tires underneath me so they last, you know, the entire feature. And we got done. We still probably had five or six laps left in them. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd rather race on tracks like that than race on tracks where, you know, you take a chance on tearing up six, four, you know, four or five thousand dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, you know, or, I mean, or junking, junk, you know, junking the car that we've got now. I mean, we, we added it up the other night. We've got 30 some feature wins on this car over the last three years since we got it brand new. And, you know, I'd rather race on a rubber down, you know, track or, or a track that's racy and then takes rubber. You know, those are fun. Um, then race on something that you can take a chance on tearing the hell out of everything you own. Hey, Stu, I'm, I'm kind of curious how. How hard is it to come through the middle of the pack compared to the back of the pack in a 305 compared to a 360? It's tough, you know, and especially there at Eagle, the the momentum that everybody's carrying around that place is really, really, really pretty equal. Um, You know, so you really got to, you really got to pick your spots to where you're not going to lose momentum, you know, to to try and pass somebody, you got to try and carry it the whole way around and, and just keep the thing wound up and, I mean, you know, it's tough, but, you know, I, I think the, you know, the thing that helps helps me a little bit maybe is just everything that I've driven and the amount of time that I've got behind the wheel and the amount of laps that I got around Eagle, um, you know, and then, and then just the great equipment that I got, you know, underneath me and, and in front of me in the motor and everything. And 
I mean, but it is, it's tough. If you, if you kill, if you kill your momentum trying to get one car, the car or, or the two cars ahead of it are going to be, you know, maybe we'll, a couple of laps longer until you get, get back to them or you may not get to them, you know, like, like Saturday night, it was one of those deals where I knew I had to get up in the seat. I knew I had to get to the front as quick as I could because at some point I knew the rubber was going to come. And then, you know, once the rubber comes, you just kind of follow everybody around and then, then the checker flag flies and, you know, that's the end of it. So I, you know, I knew I had to step up in the seat and, and get that thing around, around as many people as I could quickly and early. And then it was okay. You know, like I said, I, I thought we were a little bit further into that feature and he held up those cross flags and I knew right then, all right, you need to start kind of saving these tires until the last, the last five. And, and, and you know, even the crew scene, they're like, man, did you get tight about halfway through that race? You, you kind of started get tight in the center and i no it, it was just me trying to keep the car underneath me and more straight and 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 less you know less abuse sliding the thing sideways through the corner you mean you're telling me you were thinking during that race because uh Stu, i know yeah this goes i, I try <laughs> i try to think it through as much as i can and, and there's moments you know especially in heat races you know they'll be like well Man, when you got around that guy, you know what were you? What was what was going on in your head, going above the cushion or going here, going there? It's like, man, you did, at that at that point when you know you got to make the point invert, or you got to do it on a passing point, you know, type of deal with the three sixty or whatnot. You don't think about nothing. You just hammer down, and when there's a hole, you shoot it. And if it fits, it fits. If it don't, well, roll the brake and shoot the next hole. You know, you know, I I like to take care of our equipment, but at the same time. The partners we got behind us and in the amount of time that we all have invested in it it needs to it needs to go to the front as quick as it as it can we, we mentioned a little bit about your thought process like when you said you, you saw that caden held up the uh the cross or the, yeah the cross flies and he was halfway over are you talking to yourself at all in, in the car like you dumb motherfucker i screwed up this corner or, or uh, you know i got to get past this guy real quick now are you are you ta like actually talking to yourself or is it just all I, I think it's more, I think it's more just in, you know, you can't, you don't really talk, talk, but you know, you, you think it through for sure. Or at least I do, you know, you, you try and think, uh, I always, I always try and think the corner ahead of where I'm at, you know? So if I'm in one and two, I'm already thinking about how I got to figure out three and four. If that guy goes low and, and I've got more momentum, I've got to go wherever he's not, you know, through the middle or, or up on the fence and, and uh get that thing you know get it through there so i've you know i guess uh, i remember back when i was a kid you know when i was young i didn't really think anything through you just stand on it and go but uh that's i guess a, i got a little older and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a little older and we still stand on the gas as hard as it'll go but i kind of started thinking more about it and, and uh you know using the brake pedal more um i actually got to watch the replay somebody sent me the replay uh the other day and I was watching the replay and there was a yellow about know, three quarters of the way through and you could see the brake rotor glowing. Um, you know, and we run stainless, uh, stainless wheelwood rotors and, and stainless doesn't like to glow, <laughs> but, uh, that's just how, how much I'm trying to work my feet inside the car to keep it straight, keep it underneath me and, and keep it going. You know, Stu, I have a question for you. I heard on a different podcast that I thought it was kind of interesting nowadays because it says, how much detail do you put in critiquing each race, especially now with flow and all those other, you know, recording, you know, live services? How much do you use that to your advantage to learn what you need to work on? Well, you know, and, and last year when we won, won a lot of those races, and, and I, I'll tell you right now, it helps me a ton. Um, 
you know, watching watching Larson and watching Bell and, and watching some of the all stars, you know, Tyler Courtney, Hunter Schoenberg, watching those guys, you know, yeah, they pull a slide job and they and they make it, you know, clean and they get they get the pass done. But then, you know, while you're watching them, they go into the next corner and, and they know they got enough momentum to where they slide themselves, more or less. And, and what we mean, you know, by that is, is you basically pull a slide job on an invincible car. You know, and how much yeah. does it feel when you go into the turn, though? Like, when you're going to a turn, do you hear the sound of somebody coming to slide you to know to kind of let off a little bit to shoot down? Yeah, you can hear, you can normally hear them because when they go to turn that slide job, you know, I don't know, probably, you know, 70% of the time when they go to do that slider, they get in the middle and that's when the tires, you know, the tires will kind of buzz up. The RPMs will come up on their motor and you'll hear them before you see them, you know, and then that's when you say, okay, well, just, you got to time it right to where when they're, you know, sliding across your nose, you're not trying to kill all of your momentum that you had built up. But at the same time, you're trying to catch it as close as you can to the rear bumper of their car. So you don't lose the momentum and you can drive back down underneath of them. And you just spin them out, right? <laughs> no, no, that gets you in trouble and then people hate you. And so far, we've, we, <laughs> I've never really turned anybody and I don't want to start doing it now. All right, Sue. So, well, we, we know you're, you're constantly winning here in Nebraska. Like I said, you're one of the hottest drivers currently. I mean, you've always been up there, but in the past, you heard guys like Jack Dover, um, Billy Alley and whatnot, but now you seem to be the guy here in the state. I mean, what, how does that make you feel? Well, you know, it, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, yeah, it makes me happy, but at the same time, I think it's, I think it's better for, for, you know, Roger and Allie and my wife and shoe and gravy and bots, you know, and, and all the people that put the time in on this deal and especially all the partners that we've got behind us, you know, I, I think it's more cool for them than it is for me. And, and it's, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've kind of learned over the last, I don't know, 10, 5, 10 years that, you know, without those people, I wouldn't be able to do this. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't have a, I don't have a huge, you know, checkbook behind me. I, I work a full-time job. My wife works a full-time job. We got a house. We got vehicles. We got total payment, trailer payment. You know, we got a lot of bills. Um, but, it, you know, it, it really, uh, it really makes me happy to be able to, you know, put a smile on those guys' faces and, and gals and, and be able to, you know, just know every time we, we go somewhere and every time that I sit down in the seat, everything's been prepared. Everything's the best that, you know, we can have and we can we can be. And uh, it just, you know, it makes my job a little bit easier. And, and winning's always fun. It doesn't matter. You know, last year, you know, we, we won, I don't know, seven or eight at Denison. And... You know, normally you get a, a target put on your back and, you know, people are bitching and people are saying this, people are saying that. And, man, you know, what? I tell you what, every time we rolled in, into the track up there, they were all excited to see us and glad we made it and glad we showed up. And, you know, it was kind of the same way at Eagle. We had a couple, couple wins there in a row and then skipped a week and come back and won the next week. And I don't know, I, I guess it's, it's never really, you know, been a huge, you know, chump on my shoulder or whatever you want to call it that hey we're kicking ass and we're winning here and we're winning everywhere we go or we're you know we're consistently on the podiums you know um but i also know how this sport works you know you can you can be a hero one weekend and win everything you're in and the next weekend you're either upside down or you're you're you know fifth row in the b main or you know not not passing cars in the feature and finishing out of the top 10 that's just 
that's how the sport is. I guess that's why we keep doing it. That's why we love doing it. And, and uh, you know, it can humble you really quick. You know, a good question for that then is how much have you seen this sport evolve in Nebraska, you know, from when you started? Because I remember when you were just a crew guy and then you it's like, yeah. boom, here's Stu. He's racing sprint cars. And it was like, out Who of the, the blue. fuck is this kid? Right. And I mean, <laughs> but how much has it changed since when you started to now? Like, has your, has how you've, you know, looked at how you drive then compared to now, how would that have changed? Well, I, I use my head a lot more. That's for damn sure. Cause I hit it a few too many times. And, <laughs> and then, you know, you, you have a family and you have a boy and you got a little girl and it's like, Oh, okay. The dumb shit stops now. Let's think this shit through and put this thing up front without, you know, taking a chance on tipping it over. But I mean, it's, it's changed, you know, it really has. They, you know, they, they come out with the, with the 305 program in the area and, it's it's gotten a lot of lot of uh, butts out of the out of the fans or you know out of the stands and and down into the you know pits and they're either you know running one or they're racing one or they're working on one and it uh, it's tough you know it is it's it's not like you know I mean back when I started you know we ran Eagle every weekend and there was forty five plus cars and and twenty five of them were the best in the Midwest and it, it's still that way when we go. When we go to the 360 shows, you know, like at I-80, I mean, there there ain't no slouches at I-80. I mean, that, those are the who's who of, of you know, 360 racing in, in, you know, probably three or four states surrounding us. Everybody who's anybody shows up at those events. They pay well, and and, and now you kind of see that with the 305 stuff, too. I mean, it's it's getting tough, you know, and they're, they're so equal that, you know, the, the guys that haven't been doing it for a while – are finding speed and, and they're calming down in the seat and uh you know they're running up front and then it's it's uh you know i mean a, a great example of that is two guys that worked for me from day one you know chase weiler and nate weiler they never drove race cars you know they they worked on my stuff from day one until they got a 305 you know they got a car, they got a good motor. They, they got even a better car, you know, after the first couple of years. And, and I, I watched chase, uh, on Saturday, rip the top. Like he'd been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. It's been, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how long he's been guys. in the car, but yeah, you, you know, you watch him and Nate and Nate did a hell of a job in the feature. And then he went up to Houston and had a good run and passed a bunch of cars. And, and, uh, you know, Nate, I mean, Nate's won a feature out at Eagle. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's really cool to be able to see those, those two and, 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 and some other of my friends and buddies, you know, be able to, you know, they, they didn't have any seat time. They knew what to do because they had been with us for, for so many years and, and, you know, got a good idea of, of everything you got to do during the week. I mean, hell, it's a, you know, I, I say I work a full-time job and then, you know, basically we work another full-time job every night, you know, in the shop, getting cars ready and hell, it gets even worse when you got another one. You know, we got the 360 car added onto it, and we were talking about chomping it. You know, chomping the other, you know, piece of the pie and doing a 410 deal and building another car. And I mean, the plans aren't really out on that. I don't know if we'd be able to do another car, but we're still, you know, looking at doing, you know, getting a 410 and doing some 410 stuff. But damn, then we're adding even more, you know, even more time, and it's a hell of a balancing act, I think, you know, and between the kids and the family and being a part of that at the same time 
and then having to, you know, maintain all this stuff every week is if you're not doing it in the shop, you're not winning at the track. You, ma- you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the 360 deal a little bit, and it's it's no secret that the 360 <laughs> stuff is definitely dying here in in, in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a post the other day for a new 360 motor was sixty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I seen that too, man. That thing was awesome. I mean, it looks that was beautiful, it, wasn't it? It looks slick, but do all those shiny parts actually make it go fast? I mean, I remember back in the I day. Mean, I remember back yeah, in the day with like a Westmar, you had just plain you know, valve covers, they weren't all shiny and all this yeah. sort of stuff, but they hit, you know? Yeah. And they weren't billet, you know, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're all billet valve covers now. I mean, you know, we, we had a really, really solid 360 last year and, and just broke a piston. Um, and I had, you know, between me and Craig and, and my dad and, and, and even Eldon Roden, we had probably almost $12,000 wrapped up into just the cylinder heads yeah. on Fort work. You know, we, I was on my fourth or fifth, uh, update on them. And, uh, the motor that I bought this, this winter that me and John Reichner went bought from, uh, from Monte Friera, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It, it's a picture, picture perfect of that one for 64 or 67, $68,000. You know, when he bought it brand new two years ago, it was 64. And I mean, you know, a lot of it. Yeah. You probably, I mean, you don't need lighter heads. Um, take a shit before you get in the car because you're not machining that much material off the outside of that head <laughs> to make it look fancy. But, you know, $800 valve covers and, you know, bottom line is, you know, guys are buying them. So why not, you know, and, and if you're building power with the, you know, the sixth head update, you know, it's, it's crazy. The amount of money that we're wrapping up into them and, and just, I mean, to be competitive, you know, to be competitive, you have to have, you know, 700, 730, 750 horse, you know, especially at I-80 because the bigger tracks is where that power is going to show. And it, it's, uh. It's costing a lot of money, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of money. And my, my question kind of was leading into that. I mean, you spend sixty four thousand dollars on a three sixty motor, you're racing for two grand to win. Or why don't you yeah. go like a like what Drukey did, buy a used four ten, go up yeah, to, you go make up better to Houston, money. Go up to Houston's, you're spending what, twenty four thousand dollars on a on a four ten that you can run in Houston's, you make the show, you're making yeah. eight hundred bucks. He's also going to Knoxville yeah. too. And uh, yeah, he I mean yeah, he's definitely he's, stepped up his game and got a, a better yeah. four ten now and is doing the Knoxville. Yeah, he got a he got a brand new one from Speedway, and and I I didn't talk to to Zach or to Tyler about you know what they spent on it, but I've from the rumor mill, um, right now a four ten is about twenty five hundred dollars cheaper, you know, than a three sixty. Um, something's wrong there. Well, yeah, how, how many more you know, tracks can and, you race at at a four ten compared to a three sixty or a three hundred five? Well, I mean, normally we're all at the same places, you know, around here we're all running, you know, you got Knoxville, you got Houston's, and and, uh, you know, then you got the IRA tour you could hit, you got the, the tour down in, uh, down in Missouri that you could hit that they just come up with this, this, this year or this winter. Um, I mean, you're pretty much at the same tracks, but you know, your, your payouts, um, are better than, you know, than a 360. Um, you know, and on the killer four tens, now you're, you know, 10 to 12, 15 shows. Well, that's the same as the 360 now. You know, we used to be able to run an entire year with a 360 without yeah. having to freshen it. And now that you're getting these, you know, sixty to $70,000 360s, we're still only getting 15 shows out of them. And they got to get rebuilt because if not, then you've got a giant paperweight when something breaks. You know, and, and I mean, then, then and then let's just look at the rebuild. The rebuild for a 360 at that cost, 
putting out that much power is the same as a rebuild on a 410. You're talking eight to 12 grand to freshen it. Yeah, and are you freshening your 305s every year or do you have to freshen those throughout the year too? Yeah, no, we do. We, uh, you know, we've, we've got a guarantee, you know, with Myers, um, basically any of the engines that I've been, you know, selling for him, there's pretty much a uh, just a, kind of an unspoken guarantee that this thing's going to go 40 to 50 nights. Now, obviously, you're going to put valve springs on it and you're going to maintain it like you should and take care of it. But, you know, you're running 40 to 50 shows and your rebuilds are two to four grand. You know, they're not they don't have to do a whole lot to them. You know, like I I had 38 shows on mine and I put valve springs on it right after Belleville because Belleville is just hard on valve train. Um, put valve springs on it, ran the rest of the season with it, ran great, picked up some more wins. Um, took it back down doing with my, with my 360 that we had hurt. And he's like, well, what, what do you want me to do to this thing? And I told him, I said, man, just clean her up, put some rings in her, put some bearings in her. Don't change shit. Ship it back. <laughs> he goes, well, I don't even know if we got to do that. Go. There ain't nothing really wrong with that. I said, well, I don't want to take the chance on something happening um that we possibly could have found you know and i said well we're looking at the same amount of shows next year um you know that we ran last season you know 35 to you know 30 to 40 shows again i said i don't want to have 80 shows on this thing and bring it back to you so let's go ahead and, and just freshen it up and you know i got a really really good uh you know craig makes sure that that i have you know everything that i need and He's always, always taking care of me and he's just a, a hell of a guy and, and, uh, builds a hell of a 305, you know? I mean, they look nice too. Just, just <laughs> the top. Well, yeah. And, and every year we try and have, you know, something to show off at nationals and we're planning on another one this year. And I think last year I set a new record and sold, uh, sold that one in two and a half hours. Are you getting commission off um, these? <laughs> no, I just, I just get a hell of a 305 motor. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I, I get, I get kickbacks that way, I guess you could say, you know, I, Craig always makes sure if I need something, I call him on Monday. I got it by Wednesday. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, that's a good deal right there, which is getting tough to do right now. But, but thankfully, uh, you know, I think when the world kind of changed, he maybe seen the writing on the wall, made sure that he stocked up on everything that he needed, you know, for the 305 stuff. And, and, uh, we haven't had to wait on nothing really. Are you, um, are you waiting on tires? <laughs> you know, we've last year, you know, Raj, Raj, bless his soul, man. He buys tires. Just Jesus. We, he buys tires. Um, and so he's been able, we had a hell of a selection at the end of the season last year up in the attic. And then the tires that we still had on wheels and whatnot. And I broke them all down and I put them in the basement. Uh, Osby power. <laughs> Ma Robin, she let she lets me take over one of her rooms in her basement every winter, and we make sure that we we keep them in a climate you know climate controlled. They don't get hard, they don't get ruined by sitting in the trailer. Um, so we were able to to start the year on really good you know really good use stuff that still had most of them still had the tits you know still pretty much on them. Um, you know precise racing products. Uh, Monty Ferreira, he's been he's been having making sure that he's got tires. Um, at least on the 305 stuff, it hasn't been too tough to get up here. Um, and when we do, or when we've been to these tracks so far this year, if they have rubber, Roger will get a couple of them. And we either, you know, throw them in the attic in the trailer, or he's got a couple at his house, or I got a couple here at the shop. And, 
we've we've been lucky. Now the ASCS stuff was was just luck. Um, Moyle over in Knoxville had gotten a, a trailer in, and the wife just happened to be over there picking up all of our T-shirts from Levitt Graphics. Um, and I was just on the phone with a friend of ours, and he said, "No, Moyle got a whole whole load in." And there was nobody around here that had any ASCS medium right rears. And there was none. So I said, okay. So I, I hung up the phone. I called her right away. I said, hey, I'm going to send you a phone number. It's Moyles. I'll Go get just, some tires. Just Google the address. <laughs> yeah, Google the address. Run over there and see how many you can get. Here's our budget. And uh, he, he, thankfully, he was good to us. You know, he was trying to keep most of his stock, you know, built up for the Knoxville guys that he supports. And he said, well, I can, I'll sell you two right rears I, I can't really sell you anymore just because you don't run here weekly but i'll hook you guys up with two and we we were able to well i mean the, the friday night when we ran i-80 it stayed pretty heavy there around the bottom and that's where we all ended up ended up running which kind of sucked for me and jason but i guess you know it is what it is i followed him into one on the start there and thought we were going to be amazing because we were right on his bottom like shit we're sitting second already. it's gonna be good we're going to rip the top of this thing. And then I watched two cars drive by us on the bottom and said, well, I guess we're going to the moisture. We didn't burn up any tires, but, uh, <laughs> it definitely wasn't a very fun race driving around the, driving around the bottom, but that's just how, how it was, you know, Joe does a great job with the track and, and Steve and all his guys, they, they always gave us a good race track and the bottom just happened to roll itself in and, you know, everybody started making more laps down there than then just wasn't enough of us up on top, keeping it clean, you know, keeping it cleaned off to where we could uh, be able to rip through there. We still had a really good finish, but, you know, after the heat race, we had holding off the gas, man. And, and uh, you know, everybody's really excited about that. I'm like, shit, we, we might got this thing figured out. And then we ended up with a, you know, not a win, but. That that's the main that's one of the main goals out of all our goals this year is to try and try and park it in Victory Land at I. That's the only racetrack, uh, I think, the only racetrack in Nebraska that I haven't won a feature at. You haven't won. I, that's surprising. I'm surprised. I haven't won a feature there, and then I'm, I'm I'm if I have to, man, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just pull that 305 card and hope to God we can get one of the 305 over there. <laughs> you know, we got that thing pretty much dialed in wherever we go. So maybe we can get one in that out there. And I can say, well, we, we got one, you know, we won the 305 show out there, but no, it's uh, it, and if not, you know, maybe we got a shot just being consistently in the, in the top, you know, in the top four, top five, maybe we got a shot at the championship out there. I don't know. Yeah, don't That's I probably the only place we're able this year to run, you know, to run for a championship. Cause I've, you know, we, we spent the money on the motor for this year. That's our, that's our 360 focus. We're just going to run I 80, maybe see at the end of the season, once they're done, what else is going on. Yeah. Do you, um, know, do you know anything about what the possibility for next year is around here? As far as I've, I, I heard a little bit of a rumor of somebody wanting to start a series um and just running you know as many of the smaller tracks that we still have here um in nebraska and maybe south dakota maybe a co-sanctioned event with the msts which which would be cool i mean obviously we're losing a crown jewel for all yeah, of us are. 360 guys with i-80 you know and and pretty much anybody you know we're all losing we're all losing a hell of a facility you know i, um, I know a good promoter for a traveling series his name is rodney droud with the NSCS <laughs> yeah. or the yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> let's, let's get right out and out of retirement. Yeah, promotion. Shows. I remember. I think one of my uh, one of my first races was with the NSCA, 
and uh, it was in Deschler, Nebraska, and that was when, um, well, the the Linda Haichu and, and yep. Sharon Halverson, they were running it. Rodney was running running the, the all the driver stuff, um, and it worked great. You know, maybe we get Rodney out of retirement, and just make him run a series or something. But shoot, I remember that when they used to have like, you know, they all the all the women were out there counting the laps and. You could yeah. talk to her. Yeah, they did, the we didn't have going. transponders. Right. Oh, yeah, you didn't ever you didn't ever talk to her. Oh yeah. Oh, she was like, pissed. "Leave me alone." <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave exactly. Leave me alone. This I'm not nope, I'm not doing that. You wait till they're done and yeah, cuz back then, you know, we didn't have transponders, so they're trying to keep track every single lap with a, with a pencil and paper. Um and then at the end of the night, they're over there counting your money out and handing it to you in an envelope. I mean, I I there's no way in hell I'd ever want to do something like that. That's just a lot too much work, you know. Yeah, too but, much work, too much stress. You know, but it's <clears> like <throat> all the tracks you guys ever went to, it, it it was always a good crowd. I mean, yeah. A lot of people yeah, out there it was you always guys had a good da- crowd. A dash that paid good. I mean, can't beat that. Yeah, it was it was fun, you know, and it'd be really cool if if they could bring something like that back around and, and me and Kendall even talked uh, two winters ago with Rick Salem with the URSS of maybe trying to start, you know, a Northern uh, URSS 305 deal. And once we got to talking more and more, I'm like, man, I don't know we're going to have to quit racing to be able to do this. Cause this is for sure more than a full-time job. Um, so I know I'm out and we're out on trying to run a series, but, <laughs> Yeah, we're we're still racing, and I'm pretty sure with the amount of time that that little guy that I've got spends with me down in the shop and in the trailer, and he got a little uh, he got a little Lamborghini uh, power wheel for his birthday, and uh, he's already. I mean, he can drive that thing wherever he wants to. He's a little rough on some stuff, but you know, he hits some stuff and then just giggles about it. But <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure that day will come when. The big stuff will maybe get parked or get sold off or just run, you know, the special events. And we might end up doing, uh, we're still trying to figure out, we, I don't really want to do the cage cart stuff, but at the same time, it's close, it, it's convenient, but I'd really like to get him in quarter midgets. Ooh, you know, then, then, uh, Go, get, the only problem is like the only place around here that's not really even around here that runs them is the Pika. So we're going to Topeka every weekend running quarter midgets. Why Hopefully diesel's a little cheaper. Why don't you but, get Because uh, the... What's that? Why don't you get them to like a... Like a God, what are they called? That they race out at Millbridge. The, uh, the oh, yeah, the QRC cards. Yeah, and go go race up at... <clears throat> at uh, that's that's what's another the, idea, too. What's the track out there in Knoxville? English uh, Creek. English Creek. And English then, Creek. So we just can stay run the night like and you can run. Yeah, then you can yep. run uh, Knoxville on Saturday nights. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and that's that's what Garner's doing. Garner comes down from Sioux Falls, and, and they run English Creek with his kids on, on Friday night, and they get the car ready and put the little cars up top, pull the big car out, and then they go race Knoxville. So that I'm sure the wife would love that, you know, and I'm sure the, the in-laws would love that, too, being able to spend more time and and uh be around you know the kids more and i mean nothing's really out of the question we're just kind of hoping diesel gets a little bit cheaper yeah let's hope so and and i mean you can always get the cars out there and and win with the in-laws too so i mean yeah you'd have yeah. a whole field <laughs> put put, put, uh, <laughs> yeah, put uh, sure. pop a hig day to work and then let him be uh your maintenance guy yeah for sure if he if he ever retires hell i don't think that man's ever going to retire uh, yeah from i driving. don't think so He's having a lot of fun running that 410, and it's 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 a lot of fun watching him. And God, I I just my brother-in-law just got to get a little luck. Yeah, he does. He's there. He's fast, and and he's he's always been 
good at Knoxville. He always has been. He's just had just had shit luck. You know, the motors blow up or they shut off. That's what he's been battling the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he's taking going to probably more than likely, I'm still saying he was going to win two weeks ago and the thing just shut off. You know, and then last week he finally figured out what it was is those motors have a knock sensor in them. And the knock sensor was actually getting oil inside of it from the crankcase. And it was, you know, then, then it just grounds itself out. Like it's like it's sensing a knock. Yeah. So it shuts it off. Well, a $40 part has cost him three weeks of stress and everything else. And it's always those you know, cheap ass parts that <clears throat> yeah, it's you never think they're going to be struggling. You know, when you're struggling, it, it, it's best just to stop, take everything apart, rebuild it piece by piece, go through everything. And that, that's what he ended up doing. And he finally found it. So, you know, we just need to get him some luck to where he can park that thing in Knoxville Victory Lane. And, and hell, I'd, I'd love to be able to go over there weekly and run the 360 and, and try and park it in Victory Lane once. And just to say that I want, you know, the sprint car capital of the world. It's still a dream of mine. I'm not completely done yet, but. I don't know. That window might be closing a little bit. Well, shoot, with your three hundred five, damn, that place is cool. There. <clears throat> I keep trying to talk him into doing a race saver deal. I mean, I'm like, I, come on, just let's you, do it. You know, you put on a special. You can't tell me that your team, the five car, could go to Knoxville and not finish top five. I mean, oh, to me, no, I think not, you, no, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, there, there's no doubt in my mind. We we for sure have got that thing figured out, and and with the Myers power and momentum shocks, JR1 chassis, I know, I know for you know almost 100 percent certain if they put on a special, or if they miraculously just decided to run Race Savers Weekly, we're going, and I'm gonna park that thing in Victory Lane. Yeah, it's everybody says, well, it's just 305. No, it's still a sprint car, boys. Yeah, it is. It's still up on the wheel. Yeah, it has a little less power, but I we're you're still on the wheel. You still got a chance of getting hurt and messed up. And, you know, career enders still happen in any type of motorsport there. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a 305, but it's a hauling ass 305. <laughs> They're definitely a lot better than when they first came out. I know that. Yeah, I remember when I-80 ran 305s just here and there way back <clears> in the day. <throat> it's like when Dover first started racing in a big car. And they yeah, and I don't even kind of – I think they were a crate too. Yeah, but they definitely came a long way from what they are now. Yeah, yeah, they have. I mean, yeah, and the, and the price is up there too with those as well. I mean, we're just a victim of our own damn creation. But you know, you don't have to have it. It just, it's, it's, it's. Uh, most of it is just insurance. You know, you're not going to have parts fail because yeah. they were shit parts. You know, and and everybody looks at that price tag on a brand new Myers for twenty eight five. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, it's twenty eight five, but you're getting a thousand dollar set of headers that are dyno tuned to the engine. You're getting a fuel pump, high speed main fill holder, secondary air box coil. The only thing you're not getting is a damn radiator and a car. <laughs> so if you add all that stuff up, you're at you know twenty four grand for one of the baddest three hundred fives. You know, bulletproof badass three hundred five in the country. Yeah, you know they've got amazing bottom ends in them and and i mean they've just come a long ways and and you know you're also getting the amount of experience that a whole that the whole myers team has had you know 20 years invested or maybe you know longer in in engine building but probably 20 25 years in building 305s yeah and, and let's, so, be, let's be honest i mean how it, can you pass that up yeah and let's be honest if you're a rookie coming in this deal you that's never driven a sprint car before or, or a race or anything like that. 
you don't need that because you're not going to beat the shit out of, of, of that motor and, no. and run around. You can, you can go get your laps in, in a $5,000 motor. Yeah. Yep. You can, you don't have to have all that high flute shit, but once I'll get you some seat time. And then once you get, once you get comfortable and once you're, you know, going forward in that, then go get you a badass bullet. Yeah. Exactly. And call Myers. What's the number there, Stu? How do you know Myers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I thought my oh, head. Oh, come on. You know, but, uh, you, know, it's in, you, you could Google it. It's in Ness City, Kansas. You know, it's if your name was drive. Brian Brown, you would have the website, you'd have the phone number. I know. And you would have the well, guy's yeah. email address right off the top of your head. Oh, I know. I know. And that's, you know, that's the other thing, too, that I've learned from from these bigger bigger teams, bigger drivers, you know, especially Brownie. You know, I talk to him often, and, and I've learned just the way he does his interviews and the way that he you know, thanks all the partners. I mean, that, that's the only way we could do this bottom line that especially, you know, as a small, a smaller team and then doing what we're doing, the only way we can do this is with people to back us. And speaking of, so speaking learning, of people, learning how to take care of them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of thanking people, have you mentioned uh Taylor computer service and repair in your Victor Lane speeches yet? No. Cause every time shit, we won Denison yeah. and they don't interview you over in Denison. And then we go to win Eagle and they uh, then they didn't enter you know the rain came in and all that crap so we were loaded <laughs> hell i didn't even get the big check to hang on the wall oh that's that's so hopefully, hopefully yeah next week or this weekend when you're at eagle yeah hopefully we can we can pull off well here i'm hoping you know and then it's tough you know it's hero to zero type of deal you know i know how it goes but if we're lucky enough and, and we got our ducks in a row and we're able to park that thing in victory lane again then we can hold both of them yeah definitely and then we can thank everybody so i told the wife on the way home from eagle i said hey you know we didn't I heard Dan had some type of, of uh, add on for somebody that mentioned him. I yeah. mean, I'm still waiting on, you know, Dan was, Dan was, Dan was, uh, was good enough to, you know, throw us some money this year, put us, put his name on a fire suit, still waiting on the fire suit. Cause I mean, that's just, I guess how everything in this damn world works. You can't get fabric yeah, for that. You can't, get this, you can't get that. So yeah, we're still waiting on that. But uh, when it gets here, it's going to be nice looking. So um, man, man. I told her, I said, Hey, give a shout out on Facebook. All of our social media posts, you know, thinking the take it Dan Taylor and Taylor Computers with the software that was telling us it was going to rain. We had to load and get the hell out of there. Maybe we got to get James <laughs> Rowland over there during a during a pre race interview, and you can thank uh, Dan on, on that. Yeah, for sure. I, I we've got to do something for all the winners from Saturday because I don't they do them all at the end now, so nobody got to say anything and and it, it's you know it, it is cool you know yeah you're it's it's just a local race you just want a local event well it's still badass we bust our ass and it's still eagle raceway and eagle raceway is and still it's one still of the eagle raceway you know it is, it is you know we we win at these other race tracks and it's cool and, and 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 i think you know right now the way you know the way that the season's going we're going to do we're going to do really well and we're, hopefully we can rack up some more wins but when you win at home i think the only place that's going to top that is you know like I said before Knoxville or winning winning the Belleville deal because that's you know like my second home but it's it's so exciting and, and I, I I get amped up you know and and Cruzy he loves the wing dances so does Kenley and the wife but but I get amped up when you win at Eagle you know I get amped up too when we win you know like I said like we win at Denison we win at Cameron and Bethany you know you get amped up but man there's there's just something about that home track and being in front of that many people and and racing against the the guys you race against week in and week out, being able to park it there, that's uh, that's definitely it, it gets you it gets your blood moving, it gets your blood flowing, gets you excited for sure. Well, and you're definitely you're around your friends. I mean, you're around the people. You're yeah, around yeah. Day. And there's everybody you know is there, and 
and uh you know in the stands or they come down to the pits and they hang out and, and hey you know you just we all just worked our butts up all week to get this thing ready and we just went out there and stomped them and what what you know it's just exciting it's it's kind of kind of crazy we won the first one this year a couple weeks ago at denison and it was it was fun it was exciting um to be able to go back there and, and kind of you know take off where we left off but then uh you know, to go to Eagle and, and, and start 10th and park it like we did, that was that was pretty damn cool. I was kind of let down when, well, all right, I guess I'll, you know, I pretty much almost drove the thing into the trailer to get out of it. I'm like, well, that's just cool. Good job, guys. High fives. All right, I'm going to change. Let's load this thing <laughs> get the hell out of here before we get stuck. Yeah, so why don't we just do it again this weekend at Eagle Raceway, and uh, we can wrap things up for yeah, and I can talk sure. to Mickey Lane. <laughs> Yeah, let's. Uh, that that I mean, that's the plan. You know, hopefully we've uh, we've done everything we needed to do this week, and we can have a good night uh, tomorrow night at Denison and, and come back to Eagle and unload what we unloaded last week. And you know, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, like I said, it's it's you got everybody there that you know, and a lot of those people that I'm racing with now are people that I was racing with in the 360 series, and and we all kind of started the same spot, and it's uh it's just fun to to be able to beat them. You know, the one thing that you, you, you comment about Brian Brown and how he promotes, it's amazing how Kendall promotes you. I mean, it, everyone, yeah, she's, I got to tell you, I photo and everything. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what, what, you know, I don't know what, what, uh, what I did, you know, com- completely right in life besides the third, you know, to, to get her. Um, but it's, it's a damn blessing. That woman busts her ass for me and, and even, and even other people, you know, she's, she's doing this her relentless promotions deal and she's she's doing a lot for her brother and her dad and she uh she's kind of like me you know she used to be a racer too but i think she's having a lot more fun doing what she's what she does now for us and and at the end of the day it's it's us you know it's we're we're the ones out here with with the crew busting butt and she's she's uh she's down there right there along with us washing she does the nozzles i mean the only thing really on the car that i haven't taught her yet is the valves she pretty much does everything else if, if, uh, if there's nobody around to help, um, you know, on the weekends or if we're on the road and there's not a very many, very many crew guys that were able to go with us. She's, she's right there. And then, then, like you said, we get in the toter to drive home and I'm kind of winding down and, and she ain't, she's back there promoting everything that she needs to do to, to make sure we keep all of our partners happy. Um, and then let our fans know how we did, you know, cause a lot of them aren't able to get to the races. Um, so the, I don't think it ever really stops for her. Yeah. You know, she'll, she'll go to bed late at night and get up early and go to work. And, and normally the reason why she's going to bed late at night was because she's over there on the computer, either pre, you know, either pre designing a layout and, and, and laying something out and, and typing it all up, typing up a release and then gonna, you know, kick it out the next day or two or whatever. But she's, she definitely, uh, she probably works harder than I do really. And let's be honest, but, uh, you're, you're lucky she retired I definitely from found driving. a damn good one. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, definitely for sure. retired because she would be beating you. Whoa. Yeah, she would. She would. She 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 uh she wasn't afraid to stay on the gas, that's for sure. I don't know, you know. She uh she wants to kick around the idea. We might have to call Craig and be like, Hey, get get a get a get a bullet up here. We're gonna give her a whirl, see what she thinks. Well, back in the day they used to have the powder <laughs> puff race and you'd have all these yeah, drivers watching. I remember that. Or like Lori Gerloff yeah. came out, you know, or yeah. Well, right, she didn't really count because <laughs> yeah, she had already been micros for like five, six years. So, I mean, she was already going to kill him. But I remember, you know, Melissa Love hopping in one Ron's car back in the day out at, out at uh, 
CRP there by Waverly and yeah, I don't, I'd be in trouble for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm praying that it's rolling back in one piece because she's driving it to the front. And speaking of all of our partners, here's a list of all the people that bend over backwards to help us and keep us going down the road at the track, keep the car up, keep, you know, all that stuff. Can't do it without them. Uh, first and foremost, Carol Motorsports, uh, Mr. Yards and More LLC, Myers Engine Incorporated, Hosby Power, Momentum Racing Suspension, Simpson Racing Products, Riley with uh, Takeoff Tire, KED Trucking, Kaiser Sprint Car Wheels, Smith Repair, SG Racing, Laid Left Designs, Lutton Law Office, Tailored Computers and Repair with Dan Taylor, Ultraline Hobbies, RC Raceway, Foley Brand, and Anytime, Anywhere, Handyman Service. And, you know, without all these great people and all these uh, great partners that stand behind us, um, I, I might be forgetting some, but, uh, you know, just know that everything you guys do for me and my team and both of our cars is greatly appreciated and we couldn't do without you. And hopefully we keep this ball rolling. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. All right, Sue, we'll let you go. We'll let you get back to, uh, to your evening. Uh, thanks for jumping on with us tonight and, uh, kicking off a uh, quick time for season three. Yeah, for sure. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me. And, uh, don't hesitate to call me again. All right, Hopefully can, we keep her going and we got something fun to talk about. Yeah, you keep winning, we'll definitely be calling you back. It makes it easier. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, later, Stu. Thanks a lot. All right, see you. All right, Stu Snyder, Josh. I don't know. I, I'm pretty much got everything wrapped up here tonight. How was your uh, first podcast? You know, it was a lot of fun. You never know when to jump in and not, and I kind of felt like I was kind of overstepping at times, but Stu makes it easy. I mean, I just throw the question out there, and you get you get the answer you want, and it makes it 10 times easy. It's not like you have to try to get it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's wrap things up. Let's wrap things up here tonight. And uh, we'll be back uh, maybe next week, maybe two weeks from now. We'll we'll figure it out a lot. We'll get all this details ironed out. And uh, thanks for listening to QuickTime. Yeah, see you.